members of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where dad is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Dr. John Deloney, number one best-selling author and Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. We'll take your calls about your life and your money. The phone number is 888-825-5225. If you've never tuned into the new Dr. John Deloney show, it is wildly popular on podcasts, one of the fastest-growing properties on the uh, Ramsey Networks right now. You can call in there with questions about uh, mental health issues and boundaries and relatives and kids and uh marriage and boy there's some fun stuff on there and some of it's just crazier than a bean <laughs> there's some stuff on there i love listening to this show but man there is some wacky butt stuff coming in on the phone lines there's some stuff man people are going through it people have some stuff some people's kids i mean it's it's amazing some people's yeah. kids. That's that's the name of the book. Some people's kids. <laughs> Some people's kids. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's uh, uh but I mean it, it's uh, there's a lot of pain, but there's also a lot of resolution, a lot of hope, uh, because you do walk through. I mean, psychology and mental wellness, mental health is such a um, taboo subject because if you label yourself with one of the disorders, or someone labels you with one of the disorders, or you. Um, accept that as your identity worse worse yet or you uh just decide that's crazy and you just start calling something crazy um and it's like uh all of a sudden it falls off into a whole different bucket of life it just goes into a black box and but but, and there's so many things though that people can do that are really common sense things in that world that you can teach that you teach and that you believe and Man, I, I get a lot out of listening to it. Thank I you. It's a good that. show. I appreciate that. It's it's very similar to money. It's just become overcomplicated and overprofessionalized and overdiscussed. And there are some ish times that there are some very very complex issues. Most of the time, most of us need to head towards simplicity. Yeah, and do some things sen- different. A little common sense here, yeah. and um, like no. You can't act like that around me anymore. Hmm. That, yeah, I'm not going to accept that. There's <laughs> yeah, that. Right. Yeah, and I, I don't do that. I'm going to leave. Right. I'm, I'm going to choose to I don't do something. Do different. people that do you? Yeah, That's I don't right. do that. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. um. You're going to have to get a little distance, like about a county or two between us here. Yes. It's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's it's interesting, man. Uh, you're going to rage. I don't. I don't do raging. You're going to bully. I don't do bullying. Yeah. yeah it's uh pretty interesting stuff. So, um, well, I appreciate yeah. that. Check I'm out, check out the Dr. John Deloney show at RamseySolutions.com. You can get the uh, phone number. The phone number, you know what, off the top of your head? Nope. Nope. 693 Uh Come on, Kelly. Help us out here. She's just looking at us, daring us to not know it. Just go to the email. <laughs> okay. JohnDeloney.com slash ask. A-S-K. There we go. There we go. Right. And then you can, uh, then Kelly will... Uh, I've got your triple eight eight two five five two two five. I got your number memorized. Our, our, our number. Our, our number. I got the Ramsey Show mem- number yeah, memorized. Okay. Right, good. Good. We got that down. Okay. We've solved all of these issues. <laughs> now you can call the Doctor John Deloney Show and solve the rest of them. Call Mam- this show for numbers questions because <laughs> we don't know any of them. Mahmood is with us in Phoenix. Hey, Mahmood, what's up? Hey, Dave. How are you? Great, man. How can we help? Well, so um. I started uh, investing in, let's say, May 2020, so that's after COVID-19 slumped in the market. Mm-hmm. 
And back then I was living in a different country and I used to have an apartment that I used to live in without paying anything. And so my investment grew from a hundred thousand dollars to one eighty thousand dollars mm-hmm. in terms of um, my original investment. Mm-hmm. Um, in the process in 2021, I ended up moving to the United States and I got my first lease in the last year in Phoenix. And I came here with the intention, let's say, to buy property. So I had around, let's say, $120,000 in cash to use for a down payment. Mm-hmm. Um, during that period of time, the housing market and the rental market has gone up extremely high. Mm-hmm. And so Particularly in Phoenix. Uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. And at this time, the stock market is not doing well. Mm-hmm. And I'm finding myself at a let's say a point where I have to make a decision whether let's say to pull all the cash that I have in the stock market to use either as a down payment or to pay as much cash as possible for a property as, as things stand, um, we were renting. Uh And so, um, I'm finding myself at a point where like either like my rent is going to go up by a certain percentage point, which might, you know, well, here, here's the problem. Um, you're in a hot rental market, and you're in a hot housing market in Phoenix. No pun intended. It's 110 degrees there right now. But, um, you know, so it, you, you're, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, in a sense, right? Uh, so you're going to pay some money out for housing, period, to, to live in Phoenix right now. It is, um, it, it's not a down market by any stretch of the imagination, nor is it going to be anytime soon. So... Um, so one thing to to add here probably is I'm open to the idea probably to relocate in to a little bit of an affordable market mm-hmm. at this time in terms of housing. Okay. But as things stand, like the rent-in market and the housing market here, as you, as you mentioned, it's like yeah, it's just it's, it's just white hot. I mean, it's just a, it's a wonderful market in terms of the economy is just booming, and so but the uh, but it is it is making housing um, rough. So anyway, wherever you're going to live. Take your time, not two years, but not two days. Don't get house fever and get all hot and bothered and pay too much for something. So go take your time, analyze the market that place the neighborhood you're looking at, work with a good real estate agent that knows their stuff, and don't overpay. Don't overpay. And so um And don't pull your money out of the market. Well I would to buy to buy the house I would. Oh, you would? Yeah, it's not. It's not in. It's oh, not it's in, not a retirement money. It's not in a retirement account. All right, right. Mahmoud, don't listen to me. It's not in a retirement account, right? It's it's not. So I'm just. Yeah, I'm going to use the- all the money I can get my hands on to do this deal. Then the okay. cat, the cash, and the stock, and, and the money you got in the stock market. And I know the market's down. It's not a great time to pull your money out. But it's it, to John's point. But right now, what I'm trying to do is just get you a house and then get turn and get it paid off as fast as you can. You have an ability to make money. You always have, and you probably will continue to make good money, and you'll be able to work your way right through this. So you're going to take some losses probably on that stock market account, but that's not the end of the world. Go buy your house and get you a good deal. But go slow. Don't get crazy. Don't get caught up in the hype because the hype is about over. It's kind of slowed down out there a little bit in a lot of places. Now, not Phoenix. Phoenix is booming, but, you know, you and I had a friend the other day that bought a house, and um, the guy had it overpriced because he thought he'd, you know, thought he's going to get one of these California suckerfish coming in here to buy stuff, and that's what we call you, California people that overpay for stuff. 
And so, um, but the... Uh, Got a good deal on it. But the guy... No, it wasn't. He bought it for market price. Oh, I'm talking, bought, we have another friend. Same guy. No, oh. he, he bought it for appraisal. But sixty thousand ah, okay. under asking because okay. the guy the guy was fishing for sucker fish. He wasn't. He was looking for a sucker, and he was uh, overpriced. And our guy just said no. And it had been on the market three whole days. So the seller panicked and gave it away. <laughs> this is the Ramsey Show. over the country are discovering a faith-based and budget-friendly way of meeting health care costs through Christian Healthcare Ministries. Christian Healthcare Ministries, or CHM, is a nonprofit organization that helps members carry one another's burdens with health care expenses, and they have successfully shared each other's medical bills for nearly 40 years. See if CHM is right for you by visiting chministries.org. CHM is a proud sponsor of Dave Ramsey Live Events. We are highlighting some discussions on insurance today. We're big on talking about the importance of insurance. Matt is with us in Greenville, South Carolina. Matt, talk about how insurance has impacted your life. Hey, how are you guys doing over there today? Great, man. How are you? Uh, doing absolutely awesome. So um, it was around July of 2020 when uh, I was in a car accident. And, uh, thankfully because of the coverage that we got, that we got, uh, through, um, you know, through the coverage of an ELP, I was able to, um, I was able to have not only money from, uh, from, uh, from the company, but also from uh, our emergency fund, uh, to be able to replace that car within a couple of months. But the, the funny part is it's a weird time to be buying a car, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, summer of 2020, yeah, this- ugh. Yeah, tell me about it. But the funny thing was, like, not even six months later, my wife was in a car accident, and so we had to go through the whole process again. No way. So, no, I am not kidding you. And it was, just, and it was one of those just after we had recovered from that. Now we got to go back to the emergency fund again to hit uh, to take care of that, along with uh, what we got from the insurance company, but. Thankfully, we were able to replace that, and by the summer of 21, we were actually able to finish building our emergency fund, and now we're saving for a house. Very good. So you have a mm-hmm. heightened awareness about all this insurance stuff for sure then, don't you? Uh, yes, sir. So what do you tell somebody when they act like they don't need to worry about insurance because you're like a walking claim? Yeah. Uh, it's not a matter of if it happens to you. It's when it happens to you. So I know it'll sound like a big expense and then one of those things that's just kind of, but when it happens to you, you'll be glad that you have it. Amen. Amen. So you went through the confidence in your coverage series with George Camel, right? Yes, I did. Excellent. He did excellent on that, by the way. He did. I thought it was really good. It was funny and fun and informative and it was short. It didn't. It didn't oh, choke. Yeah, didn't choke you down too much. So, what was the biggest thing you got out of that? Uh, just the urgency to be to get this stuff done now. It's not. Um, and uh, one thing I tell people: don't think about it as part of the baby steps. Just take care of it as soon as you can. 
That's exactly right. I agree with that completely. Well, Matt, thank you for sharing all that. That's actually great, great input. Very, very good stuff. So if you want to see this uh, five-video series, Confidence in Your Coverage, you can go to RamseySolutions.com slash confidence, and it is a free five-video guide on insurance. It is short, it is fun, it is funny, and it is informative. So it's not too painful. George makes a a pretty yucky uh, subject, uh, entertaining, as often George does. So uh, check it all out, RamseySolutions.com slash confidence. Oh, by the way, it's completely free. Brian's in Omaha, Nebraska. Hey, Brian, welcome to the Ramsey Show. What's up? Hey, Dave, how's it going? Better than we deserve. How can we help? Uh, yeah, um, so my question is, well, I guess there's, there should be a little bit of backstory. Um, me, my girlfriend, and my six-month-old, we moved out of the apartment that we were staying at. Um, they were raising the rent on us, and then uh, we just, our her parents decided to uh, let us stay at their house until we were able to save enough money to either buy a house or rent another another house or apartment. And um, basically, I feel kind of I feel kind of horrible for doing that. I don't feel like I, I don't feel like as good as I should, because I know saving up is what we need to do. And, uh, I know I have some debt to pay off. So I want to use the opportunity to, to actually save and, and pay off as much debt as possible before, um, the six months to a year is up that they have allowed us to stay. Um, but I mean, is it, I guess one of my questions is, is that, is that the right thing that I did or should I have just kind of manned up and try to pay uh, the extra money that they were charging? Or, and then also, um, I mean, what's the next step here? Cause I know paying the debt off is a big one, but it just doesn't feel like I can do it in the amount of time that I'm being given. So t- let me jump in. Number one, paying an accelerated rent rake has nothing to do with manhood. Uh, uncouple those. Number two, why do you feel awful? You said you feel awful. Um, I've always been that type of person to never accept help. So okay, it, you feel like a just, char- you I feel just, like a charity case. You feel like you're failing your wife and, and your and your kid. Yeah. Okay. How old are you? Uh, twenty six. What do you do for a living? I'm a mechanic for a dealership. Cool. What do you make? Um, I haven't. It's completed a full year, um, so I know I get paid about twenty eight hundred a month. I think over a year would be forty forty five thousand. Yeah. yeah, sounds right. And uh, after you've completed your year, does your income go up? Um, I am not entirely sure about that. I know after like six months, they did it did come up pretty good. Um, yeah. But uh, after a year, I believe they, it should. I just don't know how much. Are you ASI? Uh, ASE, no. Um, I have a couple ASEs done, but not completely certified. Um, I guess that counts. And then the dealership that I work for, they have their own training that they want you to complete. Does your wife work outside the home? uh, She doesn't. um, We haven't been able to afford, like, daycare, so she stays at home. Uh Well, if she made $100,000 a year, you could afford it. (laughs) What did she do? Well, she doesn't work. I know. Why, what, what is, does she have a degree? 
Uh, no, she's in school right now. Um, like I said, I'm 26, and she, but she's 20, and she's going for uh, edu- or sociology. Mm-hmm. So, Brian, I, I'll just take a page out of my own my own story. Um, I took on the burden of the student loan debt between me and my wife. I had about six figures, or we did together. Um, and ultimately, we sold our house, and I moved us at my insistence, um, and she went along with it into a residence hall, a dorm, with a two-year-old. And I felt like a loser, and I felt like a failure. And I looked at the math, and I came to terms with the fact that the single most quote-unquote manly thing I could do would be to have a really hard year, an uncomfortable 18 months. And in that 18 months, we didn't spend anything, and we paid off six figures in a very short amount of time. We took, I took extra jobs. I worked like crazy. And in retrospect, I can't think of a better thing I did to stop the madness, stop the sunk cost, stop dumping money into my pride and ego, and to stop and say, I need help. And the help came through this this area, right? And then we got after, got to work and then put a period at the end of that sentence and moved on. Asking, should you have moved, is you've, you've already moved. So asking yourself that question is a, a, a waste of energy. Asking yourself, should you move again? Maybe. That may be another question to ask. But going back and saying and, and debating that decision, you've already made it, man. Let that roll off. Don't carry that sucker around with you. How much uh, debt do you have? Um, I have about 6,000 in credit cards, um, 500 in school, uh, loans, um, 17 in, in car payments. And then, um, who has, who has the $17,000 car? You or your wife? I do. Um, it's the only reliable car we have, but, uh, right now I know that, um, it's got some hail damage that is getting repaired. Mm-hmm. As soon as that gets repaired, I know I'm going to try and get rid of it as soon as possible. Yeah, good. And get you a hoopty and get yourself out of debt. It's a good time to be selling a used car. Okay. Um, yeah. Here's the thing. Um, I don't know how mature emotionally your 20-year-old wife is, but she needs to make some income. Even if it's working from home, even if it's selling stuff on eBay, she needs to get off her butt. And uh, you need to get off your butt and figure out what your income is and how you can go make more. You don't even know what you make for sure. And you don't know what your uh, promotion process is. You need to go get some money, both of you, and get this mess cleaned up and get your autonomy back and get your sustainability back. And when you get autonomous again on your own, on your own two feet, and both of you have a plan, you're going to be making some money and you're going to be winning again. But right now you're just wandering, living in your mama's basement, her mama's basement. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today. In the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage, Jack and Brittany are with us. Hey, guys, how are you? Hi there. Good. How are you doing? Better than we deserve. Welcome. Where do you live? 
Uh, we live in Houston, or correction, Cypress, Texas, just uh, just north of Houston, Texas. Very cool. Welcome to Nashville. Thank you. All the way up here to do a debt-free scream. How much did you pay off? Uh, we paid off $338,405. Excellent. Yeah. How long did this take? Um, about seven years and ten months. Good for you guys. I love it. And your range of income during that time? Uh, we started about 107000 um, and with a second job, we are now about a 200 maybe a little over. Good for you. What do you guys do for a living? Uh, I work in the fire department as a firefighter, mm-hmm. and uh, my wife's an elementary school teacher. Oh, cool. What grade do you teach? Third grade. Oh, fun. Yeah. Good for you. Thanks for being there. Thank you. We need people like you out there right now. Good stuff. Well done. What kind of debt was this? 338000 over seven years. Is that the house? It is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, is, uh, yeah. it is. It was a couple of uh, small credit cards, uh, some things we bought for that house, um, vehicle loans, and then, of course, uh, last and, and not least, the mortgage. So. I love it. Look at it, weird people. <laughs> How old are you two? Uh, I'm 36, and she turns 21 Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'll be 35 on Thursday. Yeah. Ah, happy birthday. Thank you. Way to go. What's the house worth? Uh, about 450000 Maybe <laughs> you know, Maybe more. 38 bids later. I don't know. But, and you, know. you own it. Yeah. And you're not yes, even sir. 40. I love it. You guys are amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. So seven years ago, you're in your 20s, and you decide you're going to be weirdos and pay off your house before you're 40. Tell me about this story. How'd you get connected to Ramsey? How'd you start this process? Um, we were introduced to financial peace through my sister and brother-in-law. Um, started watching the videos and just made the decision that we were ready to change our lives. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a love math. Um, I love numbers. Um, so when we started looking at a, a bigger house as we grew our family, um, that started to scare me a bit. Um, mm-hmm. So I didn't really know um, if we could afford it and that kind of thing with, with growing the family and, and um, child care and groceries and, and going out to eat and all that stuff. So, um, I mean, that's kind of how we, we, we got connected. We haven't ever really been bad with money, more of just uh, disorganized, if you can say that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Okay. But going into financial peace, you just said game on. Uh, yeah, Pretty we much. did. Um, yeah, we, we, we laid out the, the plan, um, as you said it, and um, and just went from there. Yeah, you know, the weird thing is is that our data on people going through financial peace is they average paying off their home in about seven years. Uh, the average millionaire pays off their home in uh, uh, 11 years, and the average millionaire listening to our stuff is 10.2 years. So that that's actual hard data. The other stuff's anecdotal, but um, the earlier one. But you guys fit the mold exactly. So well done. You're well on your way to being millionaires. And also, so how much is in your retirement accounts? Uh, well, with the recent downturn of the market, uh, that put us just under. Um, so, so you were millionaires. Yes, <laughs> yes. You were? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And as soon as the market turns back up a little, you will be again? Yeah, we're yeah. just just under the mark now. Way so. to go, guys! Yeah. And you're not even 40, baby step millionaires! <laughs> I love it. And yeah. I'm just a fireman, and I'm just a teacher. I could never make it. Yeah. By the way, yeah. the number three uh, occupation of people who become millionaires is teacher. And so, uh, y'all wow. are the fun ruiners. You're yeah. the, you're the excuse takers. Man. Yeah. And anybody who's out there whining, I teach third grade. I'm a millionaire, but I'm 35. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> how how were you able to be a fireman without like a huge F350 all jacked up in 
Uh, uh, a hundred thousand dollar truck on payments. How, were, were you able to make it, man? Yes, uh, it was. It was tough. Uh, <laughs> they gave as, it to you, huh? <laughs> as we we got more uh, further towards the end of our journey, you know, our, our income is a lot. We're throwing a lot at the house, and um, you know, new trucks right right there driving into the station every oh, yeah. single. Oh yeah, time, it hurts. You know, it? it hurts. Uh, so it's it's rough, uh, and they let you have it too, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. their sure. job. They did. Sure. They did. Yeah. They're not millionaires. They don't have a paid for house. <laughs> That's true. So you keep, keep your dad gum truck. All right, I love it. That's just awesome, man. Wow, way to go. How's it feel? It feels great. Yeah, it feels great. You got to be a captain of your own destiny, man. <laughs> I mean, you're incredible. Yeah, it, it does. This this month, uh, well, now probably. Maybe a month or two ago, it's probably it's finally set in. We paid the house off January twenty twenty uh, fourth, I believe, um, and uh, we really haven't had you know January. I rec- we we do a lot of dirt bike riding uh, mm-hmm. as a hobby, so our headquarters had a wreck, hurt my knee, mm-hmm. uh, had to repair the bike and things like that, and mm-hmm. then um, AC went out in the house, of course, uh, two months after we paid it off. Mm-hmm. So just things like that happened. So it wasn't until about April or May when we really started. We don't have any plans for this extra money now, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So, wow. Hey, um, uh, imagine 10 years ago versus when your air conditioner went out this time. It was just annoying. It, right. it, it was. It was I, annoying. Yes. Exactly, it wasn't, exactly right. what are we going to do? You're not looking at two little boys saying, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that, that that's made the, the process so easy, and that's with anything. I mean, with gas going up to $5 a gallon, just about, I mean, it's just an inconvenience for us, really. It doesn't stop us from doing uh, what we enjoy, you know, and, uh, and um, and you know, we're still investing and saving and, and, and just cruising right along, giving. You know, that's one thing that we've really, um, that we've really noticed is, 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 is just, it's huge. Yeah, what well, so, we can give back. Yeah. It's fantastic, guys. Yeah. Very cool. Good for you guys. Thank you. Well done, well done. We're proud of you. All right, you brought the kiddos with you. What are their names and ages? Bring them up. We have Trevor, who's 11, mm-hmm. and Owen, that's 8. All right. Very good. Good job. Good job. All right, what was the hardest part of this for you guys? I mean, you know, we didn't have very many arguments over it. You know, we both were pretty, you know, together on doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, I mean... No real hard part except for yeah. just sticking with it, you know, and, and waiting for that light Seven at the end years. of the tunnel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like I said earlier, I was a numbers guy, so I, I wanted to throw just about every penny we had at, at dead and then, of course, at the house. So, you know, we had a few disagreements about what we put in the envelopes each week or mm-hmm. each month. We do ours every every week. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, we had a few disagreements then. Um and uh, she she helped to uh, work me loosen up a little bit and and, and release some of that grocery money and and, <laughs> and fun money and things like that. So. Absolutely. Well, you should buy your own baby steps four through seven. Mm-hmm. Both those yeah. boys do have shoes on, so that's good. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Way to go, you guys! All right, uh, what do you tell people? The biggest key to getting out of debt is. Um, I, I think it's it's, it's like the um, other debt free scream said earlier: the budget um, and communication. Um, you know, when we started, we were writing it down and, and, and now, you know, we've kind of gone electronically, but, um, but communicating and, and having those discussions, um, being content with, uh, with, um, with what you have. Um, and, and I think it just, it all, it all comes back down to the, to the budget and, and we, you know, we didn't stop 
spending. We just put it down on paper and organized it and, and still, you know, still did our, our, our snow trips, um, you know, once we got out of our consumer debt and still did um, some Disney trips and things like that. But um, intentional. But we just right. save for it. You know, it took yeah. us a year to save for it, but we save for it, yep. you know, and so. And you're just making the money behave all the way. That's all it. Way. Ever go back in debt? Uh, no, sir. No, sir. Nope. No, Not sir. even for an F one fifty. I got, I got, I got close, uh, and I don't know how much time we got left, but I got super close and almost made a mistake, a very small mistake, and taking another loan. And uh, and my wife and Brittany, she snapped me back r- r- real quick. So. But I didn't save for a year for Disneyland for you to get an F one fifty. Right, I love it. Way to go, yeah. you guys! All right, we got a copy of Baby Steps Millionaires of Financial Peace University and Total Money Makeover for you. Count it down. 338000 house and everything. Baby Steps Millionaires in seven years. Make it 107 to 200. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, Three two, two, one. one. We're debt-free! Yeah. <laughs> That's how it's done. This is the Ramsey Show. Deloney Ramsey personality is my co-host today as we answer your questions about life and about your money. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Uh, Max is with us in Salt Lake City. Hi, Max. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Afternoon, gentlemen. I appreciate you accepting my call. Sure. What's up? Yes, sir. So I'm a 50-year-old married male. Um, been married for about seven years. I believe uh, we could retire, um, but I'm not sure if we should. Okay. What's the um, What's so the goal have, here? What's the goal? What do you want to do? I, I guess I guess that's the concern. Um, we've been We've been very fortunate. We've played by the rules. Um, I've had a uh, spreadsheet budget that each tab goes back to all the way to 1999. Wow. Um, and so I have, if you, it's kind of like a ring, meeting the rings on a tree. If you go to a certain tab, you can kind of see what happened in my life <laughs> in that specific year. Um, but we have four rental homes. Uh, we have one, one pension already secured and we're receiving that each month. My wife works and I also have an, another career now. Mm-hmm. We should get a second uh, pension uh, in five years when I'm 55 through the military. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess. And what is your net worth? Honestly, I, I don't know. Uh, when we account for our four rental homes, they are paid off. Mm-hmm. Uh, we live in a fifth wheel. We've lived in a fifth wheel for about five years now so that we can make uh, have cash flow through the rentals. Um, I would estimate probably six hundred six hundred fifty thousand uh, net net mm-hmm. uh, net worth. Um, and I guess the biggest concern, and you hit it on the, the nail on the head when you said, "What's the goal?" Um, each what I have found that for very long time now i've always had woken up and had a goal had something i wanted to achieve had something i wanted to you know uh, a medal i wanted to put on my chest or or something i wanted to put on my wall um i never thought that uh, 50 years old i would kind of be lost because i don't know if we should go for a fifth home 
I don't know if we should just call it good. We're making now uh, 14, 14.2 a month net. Um, our total expenditures each month outflow are about 2.3. Um, and I, I, I kind of had this wild dream of, I'm a, I've been a private pilot since eight, I was 18, so 32 years. And I was talking to my wife that maybe, maybe someday I can take about 35,000 and go after a, a, a instructor rating. And, and maybe I can do that part time until basically the FAA says I'm, I'm too old to do it. But then I don't think I'm going to make the, the return on the investment if I did that. I guess I'm just looking for some something to wake up in the morning for. But <laughs> mm. the, the money's easy. The, the numbers are easy. Um, but now that we're here, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, I, don't know I, would, I, keep... I do want you to change gears, though, from doing your duty, uh, because you're a man of honor who's always done his duty, to uh, finding something that you make money doing while actually enjoying it. And I don't care if you make Even a lot I of money, it wouldn't make me mad. The challenge Even about the question... The, the challenge about the question you're asking, Max, is you've ROI'd joy. You've put a spreadsheet to what matters, and you, you, you've, you've spreadsheeted out relationships, you've spreadsheeted out excitement you've spreadsheeted out happiness you've spreadsheeted out joy and it's very hard to capture those things with it with it with a tin key and the the challenge is you're asking a question what what can i go do what can i go seek that's going to fill that gap inside of me and that's going to come from the inside out not the outside in so the question dave is asking you is a profound one what do you want to do man yeah and so here, here I'll give you a hint, okay? Um, I'm going to send you uh, Ken Coleman's uh, career assessment and his new book, From Paycheck to Purpose, because what's missing here is purpose. Yep. Um, and uh, I'll give you a place to look. Find something where you're serving other people and making their life better that makes you smile. And then I want you to do that with great scale and go make a million dollars doing that because you're only 50 you've still got 20 or 25 good hard years of work that you can bring value to other people's lives and um by the way if you do that in a proper way inside your skill set um they will give you as my friend rabbi daniel lapin says uh, certificates of appreciation with president's faces on them when you serve others and make their life better they're grateful just like when you have a great experience in a high-end white tablecloth restaurant, um, you are more than happy to say thank you to the person who served you by leaving an outrageous tip. And that's the way the economy should work is when we serve each other, um, there's a transfer of wealth that results. And I want you to get that um, because you've just been grinding on and my grind. notes here, Dave, as he was talking, you could see the word I wrote. I wrote the word service. Mm. Ah. I just wrote that word down as he was speaking. The only way out of this trap is to go be about making somebody else's life better. And it doesn't have to be a nonprofit. Nope. Um, you know, we can argue that Steve Jobs, like him or not, like Apple or not, made lots of people's lives better with these magic wands we carry around in our hands called phones that we can do anything with now and uh, became bazillionaires 
because they made a bunch of life people's life better, and we can go on from there. Or something as silly as you were with me at a park a few, uh, maybe a month or two ago, and your wife and Henry Cloud had to <laughs> peer pressure me into getting on a roller coaster because I'm scared, terrified of heights. That's my that's my thing. And the other day, you and I jumped out of an airplane together. Um, with a guy who, with parachutes, with by parachutes, the way. yes, we made it. But, but well, we, otherwise, we would have left our mark. But, but somebody <laughs> left it all on the field. Served us laughter and joy and overcoming fears, and that dude was incredible. And he kept us safe, and he walked us through it. That's a service, as far as I'm. I mean, it was yeah. a, it was a thing. For they me, were right? incredible, incredible. The, the team, you know, made skydiving not terrifying. Yes, yes, which is less than I can say I, about you pulling us on a tube behind your boat, right? <laughs> But uh, here's the deal. I was trying to serve you, Sir, you, 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 you served, served well. you up to the water. I'm about 18% lake water right now. Yeah. Uh, but service can look like a lot of different things, but it's going out and saying, where can I bring people joy? Where can I meet a need in the, envir- in the world that's not being met? And go do that thing for other people. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's going to help in this situation. So mathematically, you can do a lot of stuff. You've uh, got some pensions, and you've got some margin, and you've got some net worth, and you've got time. Um, I do think you need to change gears. Oh, I'll tell you the book you ought to read. I got it. It's called Halftime by Bob Buford. And um, Bob, the thesis of the book, for those of you that haven't read Halftime, it's an old book, but it's a great book, is that men, particularly males, um, when they reach halftime in the game, uh, they go from acquisition to significance. Hmm. And if you don't move from acquisition in the first half of your life to significance in the second half of your life, uh, if you don't make that move, uh, you're susceptible to midlife crises, blondes, and convertibles. Wow. And so you're going to find significance doing something. You're going to find excitement doing something in the second half. Hmm. First half is just grind and, and acquisition is fine. And by the way, the first half is not a chronological thing. It's an emotional thing. I did my halftime at 28 when I went broke. Mm. And so I reached the point after going broke, I don't give a crap what anybody thinks I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. And I went to significance, which is this thing has been I've done for 30 years now, plus 30 plus years. So i um, been on the air for 30 years but uh, uh, the uh, but that's that that whole movement. There's a movement there that's tied to the midlife crisis idea and all that kind of stuff. But you know, you're just having a uh, chronologically a little bit later halftime. It doesn't mean you're emotionally stunted. That's not what I'm saying. But this guy, you know, that we're talking to here, Max. But I, I think you know, hey, you know, what's the next adventure? Yeah. Look for an adventure of service. A man without a purpose is an untethered, scary, dangerous person go find a purpose man yeah yeah go serve hang on i'll have austin pick up we're going to send you a copy of that um uh, ken call all of ken's materials and uh assessment and the book as well from paycheck to purpose this is the ramsey show Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today.